It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help, and can't get a hold of anyone. If you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Friend is not a word I use loosely. I'm proud to call Elie Wiesel a friend for the past decade. He was born in 1928 in Siget, Transylvania, now a part of Romania. One of four children, he had two older sisters, Hilda and Beatrice, and one younger named Zipporah. In 1944, Elie was 15 when the Nazis deported him and his family to Auschwitz. By the time the camps were liberated by the Allied troops less than a year later, his mother, father, and youngest sister had all perished. After the war, Elie embarked on a new life in Paris and became a journalist. It wasn't until he turned 30 that he decided to break his silence about his experiences during the war in a book called Night. Since its publication in 1958, Night has been translated into 30 languages, has been read by millions of people. In 2006, I chose it for my book club, and I had the privilege of visiting Auschwitz with Elie Wiesel as my guide. In 2011, Elie Wiesel was rushed into emergency open-heart surgery. His long road to recovery required a great deal of soul-searching, which resulted in this latest book, a powerful work of art that ruminates on questions of life and death that we all have and what it really means to be human. So may I say what an honor it is to have you here, my hero, my friend, after surviving open heart surgery last year. How are you feeling? Today, much Today. better. Today, much better. First, because I'm with you, you know how <laughs> much, how close I am to you. Mm -hmm. Do you still feel that your body was ravaged by the opening of your heart? It was because I get tired very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. I used to walk a lot, uh, no problem. Mm -hmm. But now if I walk even five minutes, I get tired. Really? In 2006, you and I walked the grounds of Auschwitz together, actually on my 52nd birthday, that I was. I remember that. What a gift I gave you, right? Uh, that was But it something. was a gift. Yeah. You had written 47 books at the time, and you said that you hadn't begun yet. Do you still feel that way now? Always. I remember hearing that and thinking, Always. Absolutely. really? Every day, I ask myself the same question. What have I done? Is it enough? Does it justify all that I wanted? 
to accomplish and to do. But I, I'm not sure of anything. Wow. I'm going to get to that, more of that in a moment, because when I read this, this powerful little book, um, Open Heart, I couldn't believe that you were still questioning that. But uh, when we were in Poland, I remember you said that the souls who perished at Auschwitz were still there, that they listen. You know, I have in my pocket the picture of my little sister, which I've never spoken about, not even with you. But the only time I cry is not when I speak about my parents, but I speak about my little sister. Mm -hmm. There, that she makes me cry. How old was seven. she? Seven. She was seven. She was seven when you went to the camp. I know. I remember walking the grounds with you and us standing there, the two of us standing there and looking at the way your sister had yeah. gone. Yeah. Why do you think it is speaking of her that still brings the tears because of a life un? Fulfilled, oh. unlived. Why, what, why? Why, why the children, my God? Why the children? You know, that a million and a half children were killed. Then, like that, straight from the train. Do you know what they have done to humanity? How many among them could have grown up to become scientists, mm -hmm. physicians, poets, scholars? friends of humanity, saviors of the world. What they have done to the world. Mm -hmm. You've witnessed and written about the depths of both human cruelty and also of, of what we call human grace. How do you make sense of the two extremes, even now, at 84? That everything is possible. Everything is possible. Both evil, the power of evil, mm -hmm. which on, on, on one level I cannot understand. Mm -hmm. Why evil? Even worse, why the seduction of evil? What is there in evil that becomes so seductive mm -hmm. to some people? You write on page 66, could it be that for God evil represents just another path leading to good? Yeah. You say, for me, it is as impossible to accept Auschwitz with God as without God. But then how is one to understand his silence? I don't. You don't still. I don't. God's silence and the world's silence. God's silence, at least God can say, who are you to understand me? Yes. But the world's silence, it's different. I, mm -hmm. I don't understand it. To this day. To this day. Yeah, it's so interesting, though, because you also write that if Auschwitz did not teach the world not to be racist, then what would? Yeah. Rwanda didn't. Cambodia didn't. Bosnia didn't. Are we evolving as a species from racism and that kind, those kinds of atrocities? I spoke that, about that. I, I was invited a few years ago mm -hmm. to address the General Assembly of the United Nations. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I called my lecture, Will the World Ever Learn? Will the World Ever Learn? And I answered, actually, no. It will not because it hasn't. Otherwise, how is one to explain Rwanda? How is one to explain that race, racists are still 
on the planet. I always mm -hmm. want to explain mm -hmm. the violence. I always want to explain all that, which means they haven't learned. So do you think we will ever learn? Do you think we will as a species? As a species, I don't know. We are dealing mm -hmm. with hundreds and thousands of years. Mm -hmm. But at least the person, mm -hmm. the individual, will the individual learn? Will the individual Those learn? Those who, who, who... That's who, what matters. Every single human being is a unique human being. And therefore, it's, it, it's so criminal to do something to that human being, because he or she represents mm -hmm. humanity. But let they change at least. Yes. Yeah, as you're speaking, I was thinking the, the, the better question is not will we as a species evolve. The better question for everybody watching is will you. Exactly. Is will That's you. That's exactly it. Yes. Wow. Open heart surgery. How did that act, that physical act, change you? Oh, first of all, uh, it, I wasn't so sure I would make it. Yes. Another three hours, I don't think I would have been here. Really? Yeah. Was that serious? That serious. Five arteries were blocked. Five, it was all the five arteries were blocked. Wow. Wow. I love, I'm going to read from page 21, page 21 here, where you say, um, Suddenly, I realize that I'm in the hands of the surgeon and must face the truth. When I fall asleep, it may well be, be forever. Am I afraid to die? In the past, whenever I thought of death, I was not frightened. Hadn't I lived with death, even in death? I love that sentence. Hadn't I lived with death, even in death? Because that's what Auschwitz was. Absolutely. That was my biggest realization. I remember standing there on the snowy grounds and thinking, this was a death sure. machine. It was a factory that produced death, like it was a, that death was Absolutely. a business. Death was a business. So you had lived in death. Why should I be afraid now? Were you afraid? Uh, yes. Curious and afraid at the same time. Curious? Yes. That means what is... Curious about what would happen next, what, what the happen? transition would be. What will happen? Will I die? Uh -huh. And if I die, what will it be then? Uh, all, all that I have read about death and studied. And but you must have thought be, about it, but not, not in that way. Not in that way. Not until you're fa faced with possibly this is the moment. Do also, you... so I never, never come so close. So close. Except during the war. Yeah. In Auschwitz, every day I was like that. Yeah, but when you're living with that kind of, living in that kind of constant state of fear, I wonder, and we've talked about this before, does a part of you go numb to it? You have to go, does a part of you go numb to it in the death camp? You mean then? No. Then. It was acceptance. It was accepting that at any moment I can. Any moment I can die. Any moment. Any moment. All I wanted really is my father, for me, yes. my my father, my yes. father, my father. And the two of you arguing over who should have the piece of bread. Piece of bread, exactly. He wanting you to have it. And, and I wanted my, trying to, have to have convince it. each other that I'm yes. not hungry. He said, I'm, I'm not, not hungry. hungry. Yeah. And he was so hungry. Well, that makes me, every time I see that story or read that story, it makes me want to cry because both of you are starving and each saying, I'm not hungry, you take it. Mm. Macy's Mother's Day gift guide has the perfect gift to make mom feel special. Shop by price like 25 and under to 100 and under. 
category like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or giftless, like for the mom who has everything. Gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and for grandma. Get top gifts like Dolce & Gabbana Devotion, Eau de Parfum, Coach Floral Printed Leather Cassie Crossbody Bag, and Le Creuset Shallot Dutch Oven. Shop at Macy's.com slash gift finder. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Um, so let's get back to the hospital bed. You're lying there in the hospital so bed I'm and suddenly there. realize that it's a different kind of fear than no, the death than when you were in the death camps. Especially since in the meantime, they've called, they've called already Marion, my wife mm -hmm. and my son. And I saw them and I realized, ah, that is more serious than I thought. Yes. If they called them. That means it's very serious. And in truth, I was not sure that I would see them again. Wow. And that realization did what to you? Oh, I had tears in my eyes, as I have now. Mm -hmm. After all, it's true, I was 82, but I still had so many things to tell them and so many things to do so many words to write, so many books to read, so many people to see, mm. so many friends to embrace. I still have, I wasn't ready. You weren't ready. I wasn't ready. My life wasn't finished. I, can, I couldn't accept it. Uh, well, it you say on page 34, many texts describe the beyond. Few take place in paradise, most unfold in hell. Am I, in fact, already on the other side? If not, would I have been permitted a glimpse into the beyond? I'm lying on my hospital bed, but it is hell. My skin is ripping apart. My entire body is aflame. I see myself in hell, ruled by cruel, pitiless angels, my head filled with medieval descriptions of unimaginable punishments. I think, I know, I do know what takes place in these dreadful abysses. Now, I read this and I think, if Elie Wiesel, <laughs> ends up in hell, then I don't have a chance. <laughs> I gotta say. You never know why one is in hell. Oh my goodness. This thing you were describing, lying on the hospital bed, oh, skin ripping it. apart, body of flame, see myself in hell. What was that? Was that your imagination? Were you having a out of body experience? What was that? Just imagination, mm -hmm. but based on knowledge. Based upon knowledge. Because I have read these texts mm -hmm. earlier, years mm -hmm. earlier, I've read them. Mm -hmm. So they came back to me. And because they came back while I was lying there, I thought, well, maybe that's it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I only had ideas about death, images from death. 
You say on page 61, what does being resuscitated mean if not rediscovering one's future? Sure. All of a sudden, sure. Oh, I write about my grandchildren there, for instance, of course. Yes. You know. So I, I loved when you awakened and your grandson said, Grandpa, if I, if I, I see you're in pain, if I loved you more, would you have less pain? Yeah. And I said, I know, he said, that you have great pain, but you know that I have great love for you. Tell me, if I love you more, will you have less pain? Oh. Extraordinary. Yeah. It's extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yeah. Did open-heart surgery make you fall in love more deeply with life? With the living, first of all, of course. Uh, much more, let's say, with Marion, my, my wife. I've been, we've been married for so many decades. Yeah, I was just going to say, in many ways, I think this book is like a love poem written for, for Marion and also... And for my grandchildren. And for your son and my, grandchildren. Oh, absolutely. It's a love poem it's, for Marion and your grandchildren. You are absolutely right. Yeah, it's that's a, what it feels like. It's a love song. It's a love song. Love song, yeah. Yeah. So you came back loving them more, more. intensely. Yes, because every moment, every moment was essential. Mm -hmm. When you are in the hospital, it, you cannot move without pain, you cannot think without fear. Mm -hmm. But every moment counts. Mm -hmm. every, every second matters. Every gesture is essential to you. But you knew that. I, but I, I never felt it. You I never knew felt it. it. You knew it. Theoretically, I yeah, knew it. Yeah, theoretically, so, you knew it. Oh, I knew all the ideas I had. Yeah, Certainly. yeah. So let me read from page 72. I belong to a generation that has often felt abandoned by God and betrayed by mankind. And yet, I believe that we must not give up on either. We must choose between the violence of adults and the smiles of children. Mm -hmm between the ugliness of hate and the will to oppose it, between inflicting suffering and humiliation on our fellow man and offering him the solidarity and hope he deserves or not. I know I speak from experience that even in darkness, it is possible to create light and encourage compassion. There it is. I still believe in man in spite of man. That is so beautiful. You read so beautifully. No, you write so beautifully. <laughs> Not really. Oh my goodness, that is so beautiful. You probably have known one another for so many years. And finally you discover that I write beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then you say, illness may diminish me, but it will not destroy me. The body is not eternal, but the idea of the yes. soul is. The brain will be buried, but memory will survive it. What do you think now happens, now that you've had all this time to think about it, what do you now think happens when we die? Look, somehow, I, I, I really become a child. Mm -hmm. I always, childhood for me was, mm. is a theme in mm -hmm. all my work. I really become a child. I, will I meet my parents again? I'm, I want to know that. Will mm -hmm. I meet them again? Did you see your father when you were oh, yes. on that hospital bed? Absolutely. You saw him? Absolutely. I saw, him. saw him as in coming oh, to visit you? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. I saw my father. Did you see your sister? My little sister. I cannot talk about it because I, I start crying. Mm -hmm. But my father, I saw, I, actually, I saw him 
my father and I were so close. And because of the way he died, that he had never left me. On different level, totally different level. When I got the Nobel Prize, huge ceremony, of course, once in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And you are at the center of the world, the whole world looks. And I remember it was great. I had my son with me, Alicia, Marion with me. My oldest sister was there. Then came my turn. And all of a sudden, I looked up and I saw my father in the hall. When you were getting the Nobel Prize? I couldn't speak. I couldn't open my mouth. It took me, I think, one or two or three long, endless minutes, probably, to start talking. But I couldn't talk. So therefore, again, on the hospital bed, again I saw my father. Did he speak? No, he was just there looking. Mm -hmm. When my, you saw your father, did you think, maybe I've gone to the other side? Exactly. I would or think maybe, so. Maybe, no, I said so. I said, maybe he came to take me. Mm. Not only he, but all those yes. who left before me. Yeah. Then I thought about my mother and my little sister. Maybe they came to take me with them. Mm -hmm. So I was very close. And in the hospital bed, it was almost reassuring. I will not be alone. They are there with me. Mm. And that is the danger, usually, I think, in being so sick. It's a danger that you feel it, it's so good being with the dead. And why not join them? Mm. It will be a liberation. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, I've heard people speak of going to the other side yeah. and feeling that it's so comfortable and welcoming there that they don't want to come yeah. back. What for? Yeah. Really? But you did, because you had more loving to do. I had more and more things to do. More things really. to do. You know, I always have that feeling. Yes. You know, that I haven't even begun. One of the things that I know you love as much as I do is teaching. Oh, yes. Because at your heart, that's who you are, a teacher. Absolutely. What do you think is, if you had to summarize the greatest offering that you've been able to give your students, what would that be? You know, sometimes they ask me, what should we take away mm -hmm. from your classes? And uh, a few times, I came up with a formula. Which I'm not sure it's always good, but I said simply, look, whatever you do in life, remember, think higher and feel deeper. It cannot be bad if you do that. Think Just higher. Always think higher and feel deeper. And feel deeper. Life is not a feast. Life is an open hand waiting for some other hand to enter it yes. into friendship. Yes. Ultimately, the answers are so simple. Not simplistic, but so simple. so simple. It's so simple to do something with our life, but do it. Mm -hmm. So that's a, I, I, that will be with me for the rest of my life. Think higher, sure, feel, feel deeper. deeper. Yeah. That will be with me for the rest of my life. And I know so many of you too really got that.
on the level that you've, you've offered it. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. One of the other great lessons I felt um, inside myself when we were together at Auschwitz is how passiveness and indifference oh, sure. is actually... Worse than hatred. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's Can you I, speak to that for a moment? I How being passive and indifferent is actually uh, worse than... I have dedicated my life not only to fight evil, it's mm -hmm. too difficult, yes. but to fight indifference. Indifference, yes. I came, up, I came out with some formula. I began saying that the opposite of love is not hate, but indifference. Mm -hmm. but the opposite of knowledge is not ignorance, but indifference. Indifference. The opposite of beauty is not ugliness, but indifference to beauty and to ugliness. Indifference enables everything which is bad in, in life. And therefore, fight indifference. The idea that the victim should say that nobody cares, that hurts me. Hmm. Because we had that feeling, nobody cares. Yes, and I'm sure that every victim of war feels the same. When you read the stories of Rwandans. True, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Sure. 800,000 people in 100 days. Like that, you like think, that. Like that, like nobody that. cared. But the memory, as you write so beautifully in open heart, that what remains when the brain is buried, when all is gone, is that the memory? Absolutely. The yeah. memory is stronger than anything else, mm -hmm. strangely enough. Memory has power. And ultimately, at the end, what remains? The memory of a prayer, if not a prayer. Mm -hmm. The memory of, of a friendly smile, if it's not a friend. Mm -hmm. But something, that memory. We work for that memory. We Is live the for memory, that memory. In some way, when I was reading, um, reading, yeah, your beautiful words, I've now <laughs> discovered you're such a beautiful writer. <laughs> when I was reading Open Heart, I was thinking, in some ways, the way you describe it, memory feels like spirit. It feels like the spirit of the person. It is. Yes. yes. It is. The spirit of the person. Yes, but the memory combines many things. Yes. Sadness and joy hope and despair. And ultimately, I think, what is life? Surely it is a sum of memories. But memory is more than the total sum. Mm -hmm. It's more than one plus one plus one. Yes. There's something about memory, yes. which is always with a capital M, almost. That is why Alzheimer's is such a devastating disease. I mean, and, and why, lying on the hospital bed, the thing you were most worried about mind. is your mind. Is your mind? Well, your years mind. ago, I published a novel, which was the saddest novel I have written, called The Forgotten. Mm. It's about Alzheimer's. And I compared the Alzheimer's patient to a book. 
Every day you tear out a page, a page yes. and another page, page and another page. At the end, there is nothing but, the, nothing cover. but the covers. Yes. That's the Alzheimer patient. Yes. And I was also wondering then, and what happens if, if a whole period is forgotten? Yes. If the whole world would have Alzheimer. Then who are you? Who are we? Then who are you? Who are we? Mm -hmm. That is what? You asked that question on the lying in the hospital bed. Who am I? Natural, naturally. And what was the answer? I don't know yet. <laughs> that, that's exactly it. Really? Only, only the, the last moment, I think. Really, with the last breath. The last question would be, and who am I? And then if I have the answer, I won't even know how to transmit it. Because God alone will know the answer. Mm -hmm. I thought it was so stunning as I was reading this and all of the producers around here, all of us, too, when we got together, first of all, Ellie Wiesel, that you on the hospital bed, number one, would sense fear and would also have those questions still about your life. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I define myself more by my questions than by my answers because answers come and go, mm -hmm. but questions remain. Mm -hmm. You've said that Holocaust survivors are becoming an endangered species. Indeed, you all are. Yet, you don't fear the memory of the Holocaust will ever be lost. Why? Why? I'll tell you why. Because, you know, all of us who went through that experience consider ourselves as witnesses. Mm. When the last witness will be gone, I don't want to be that one. It's too tragic. What will happen? So on one hand, you could become pessimistic. With the last witness, all the knowledge, all the experience, all the memories will be buried. Then what? So I came up with a theory, which I think is valid, mm -hmm. to listen to a witness is to become one. To listen to a witness. Is to become a witness. To become a witness. So therefore, those who have listened to us, who read my books and other survivors' memoirs, mm -hmm. we have a lot of witnesses now. Mm -hmm. And they will protect not only our past, but also their future. You know, there's a picture of us that was taken at Auschwitz where we're I think we're facing one of the graves. Remember that picture yeah. where we're? And I remember for days and days and weeks and weeks afterwards, and even still now, feeling like I bore witness to something that oh, was. Oh, you are, absolutely. Yes, that, that I bore witness. Uh, I was able to bear witness in a way that we could then allow the world to see and experience people that hadn't seen or known it in that way before. Therefore, I believe that that event with the capital E was mm -hmm. of such grandeur, of such magnitude, of mm -hmm. such depth, mm -hmm. that it will not be forgotten. Will not be it forgotten. It will haunt our society mm -hmm. and many generations to come mm -hmm. with its fear, with its trembling, but also with its impossible hope. I have to ask you this because 
We spoke a couple of years ago, and you had just been through a stunning experience of all the stunning things that had happened to you. But when you got the call that you had lost your entire life savings, as well as $15 million of the foundation that you and Marianne had worked your whole lives for because of Bernie Madoff, what was the first thing you did? I mean, I just, that's an unbelievable call to get. I remember we were out and we came home and it was almost near midnight. Mm -hmm. the telephone rang and we were frightened. Midnight. Midnight. It was Alicia. Alicia said, first of all, don't worry. Everybody's good in the family. Nothing happened, nothing. Mm -hmm. But now sit down. Sit down. This is he, your son. My son. Mm -hmm. And our son, really, he, he was a member, then he was a member of our board. Mm -hmm. And he actually didn't like the idea that we had made, placed so much money with Madoff. Because you placed all the money with Madoff. Yes, he said too much. And so that was a few months earlier before mm -hmm. that. And we told him, come on, we know people who did that. Yeah, we can't even give, if I told you the names, you would be surprised. Mm -hmm. The most prestigious names in the financial world yes. have given him the money. So yes. why shouldn't we? He said, he's in jail. We looked at each other and really our reaction was, we have seen worse. Mm. You and Mary. Yes, both We've she and worse. I, yes. we have seen worse. Yes, you've lived through Which means it hasn't, death camps. It has touched us, but not deeply really. Mm -hmm. So it's true, we lost everything, but for the foundation, something very beautiful happened. All of a sudden, we began receiving hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of letters and donations, small donations, from all over America. Jews and non-Jews, young and younger, pocket monies, Christmas money, Hanukkah money. That was so uplifting. You know, the American people are so generous. We are a generous people. No other nation has given so much to charity, to mm -hmm. philanthropy, right. as the American yes. people. We rise up in a crisis, yeah, we do. Automatically, yes. We do. So we received hundreds of them in every week, and that helped us. But you didn't have to change the way you lived, because there were people who had given him money and lost their homes, so you didn't lose no, your homes, home. the homes, we did not. Yeah. But look, we, we had to change our lifestyle right away, immediately. Really? But not, not much. Mm -hmm. Lateral, look, I teach, mm -hmm. I have a good salary, and uh, I give lectures, and I, and, and I write books, so it, it didn't change our life anyway. Mm -hmm. It didn't make me more pessimistic, it didn't make me more desperate and even not more uh, skeptical about the otherness of the other. The otherness of the other? Yeah. Meaning other meaning, people? Meaning, meaning paid off. Yeah. There was some otherness in him, of course, uh -huh. which I don't want to accept as part of the human nature, that he could do that. That he could, he could do, do that. do that. You say at the end of the book, open heart. It might seem that I am not the man I was before June 16, 2011, but on a level close to the absolutes that are life and death, I have remained the same. What is different is that I now know that every moment is a new beginning, every handshake a promise. 
I know that every quest implicates the other, just as every word can become prayer. If life is not a celebration, why remember it? If life, mine or that of my fellow man, is not an offering to the other, what are we doing on this earth? That's just the most beautiful. Yeah. True. True. It is true what I said. Because At that moment, ultimately, sure. I mean, I see that too. I see this show, I see this network as an offering. I see, that's why I said, ask the question, what is the offering you've given to your students? I see that our role in humanity as each, as each individual is to give an offering. To each other. It's also to create a world with friends, friendship. To me, friendship is mm -hmm. like a religion. Mm -hmm. We couldn't live without it. Perhaps we could live for a while without love, but not without friendship. We could not. No. Because isn't friendship a form of love? Yes, but a different kind. Different kind, yeah. yeah. Different kind. Love is demanding mm -hmm. in the best sense of the word. Mm -hmm. Friendship is not. Mm -hmm. What is it you most want the world to know? That if there is one person on the planet who still is suffering from loneliness and from pain or despair, and we don't know about it, or we don't want to know about it, that something is wrong with the world. And each of us, through our wanting to know and wanting the other person, whomever that is, to not to feel alone. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's it. I cannot cure everybody. I cannot help everybody. Mm -hmm. but, but to provide, to, to tell the lonely person that I am not far or different from that lonely person, that I am with him or her. Mm -hmm. That's all I think we can do, and we should do, therefore. Mm. That's the great spiritual path. Yes. I love you, Ellie Vigel. I love you. I love, I love you. That. No, I love you more. Okay, <laughs> let's call it a little okay, bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. This is a love poem, and that was interview was a prayer. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.